Hey everyone, this is uh, another edition of the Working Experience Podcast. The Working Experience. Time, weather, and Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. Y'all need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was no. living his toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. Hey, everyone. This is Maddie Kay. And John. All right, we are here today to discuss, you know, more work-related stuff, and we'll be talking about not what takes place inside the office, but the commute, getting to the job, which is, I, I guess, for a lot of people, it's as bad as the job itself. Well, I think that, um, you know, there, there possibly could be nothing worse than a, a shitty ride to a job that you despise. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's, the, it's the old one-two punch. It's the old and, you know, for the majority of um, Americans, you know, whether they, you know, they choose their poison. Do they jump in the car? Do they jump on the train, bus, boat, whatever have you? Um, you're always going to deal with something. I mean, this, this small minority might take a, you know, a solo helicopter to work, but for the vast majority, they are cheek to cheek, um, you know, hour, you know, somewhere around an hour, maybe half hour, hour, you know, sitting next to strangers, just grunting it in, tr- trying to, trying to sit down, trying to get in to put in those eight hours. You know, the thing, uh, okay, so I, I did some uh, statistics here. Uh, these are worst commuting cities of 2015, and these are hours spent slash wasted uh, getting to work. So this is every year. London tops out, I didn't realize, uh, 101 hours people spend just commuting. Uh, L.A. was next with 81 hours. Washington, D.C. and San Francisco tied at 75 hours. Houston was a close fourth with 74 hours. New York, 73 hours. Then, it didn't give numbers for these, but Seattle, Boston, Chicago, Atlanta, and Honolulu, uh, which I I wouldn't have really thought about. Yeah, so that's the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve cities topping out there boston's yeah i mean i my commute's not bad because i don't deal with boston but at one point i was teaching i live on the south shore of boston so i'm south of boston i was teaching in a town called medford which is just north of boston i mean it's it's sort of part of the city i mean it's a separate town but it's 25 miles away it would regularly take me to get home. And the morning wasn't too, too bad because I leave so early. I leave at like 6 o'clock or even earlier. But getting home, I you know, I just, I get out of school at 2.30. One time it took me over two hours to travel 25 miles. 
that's wonderful. I wanted to murder. I want. I I really have to give. And regularly, it was over an hour. Regularly, I mean, it'd be an hour and a half. And a lot of a good chunk of that is sitting in a tunnel. So you're just sitting there, inhaling the fumes, and. I really have to give my fellow Americans and commuters credit for not getting out and spraying everyone with a shotgun. I mean, <laughs> it's so bad. It's so... And the thing is, I would sit... And I have the benefit of enjoying my job. I teach. I, I really like it. But I would dread leaving work. I would dread sitting in traffic. And I there was no way around it. Yeah, it, it's a... Um... It, 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 you know, I I commute into the city um, from Long Island, and it is the Long Island Railroad is it's just a special breed. So how long? There, how, there, there's how, something very very special about everyone who endures that hell of a commute. How uh, how long does it take you? It takes about it takes about an hour. It's, okay. it's actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, and I, I say that with an asterisk. There are days where it could be 90 minutes or two hours. Right. If something goes wrong, it goes very, very wrong on the Long Island Railroad. Um, snow, rain, yeah. uh, or it could be just a clear sunny day. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing goes but, wrong. <laughs> but the alternative is to drive. No, that's and impossible. is a disaster. They're just... And driving on the LIE between the hours of 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. is, is just a no-fly zone. You do not want to be on there. And then on the way home, it starts as early as about 2.30 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Up until about 9, oh. 10 o'clock. Oh. It's, it's just a brutality. But there's, there's only one game in town. That's the Long Island Railroad. And... You are, you know, you're, you're stuck. I mean, you're just, you've got um, train delays, track repairs, and it's just, it's like a domino effect. One train's late, and you just gotta, you just gotta grin and bear it. It's brutal, man. It's just, and you see the looks on people's faces of just utter dread. <laughs> just, like announcements will come on and you'll just hear the sides and dro dropping f-bombs you know it, it's <laughs> really really bad or you sit next to, like i came home uh yesterday and i'm sitting down i'm on a double decker coming back and this guy walks on the train i've seen this guy before and he's a talker so oh, this guy is like you know I don't know what his name is, but let's just call him Bob. He looks like an accountant, you know? Yeah. And he, he he doesn't read on the train. He doesn't look at his phone. He doesn't look at his laptop. What he does is he sits next to someone <laughs> and he strikes up a conversation for the entire time. <laughs> and, Matt, it's like you're... It's, <laughs> uh. it's like... I, I, before I put my earphones on and turned it all the way up to max, I heard, hey, Bob, uh, you know, there's this place up in Northport that's got uh, free-range turkeys. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Here it's, you go. it's time to, put, to find those headphones and plug them in and, and zone it. Guy talks the entire way home. Entire way. 
Yeah, and by that point, most people are kind of looking to sit and have some quiet yeah, time. They're, they're, or... they're looking to decompress yeah. from their... You know, I, I really think that um, it would be a public service to um, show kids what, what they're working so hard for in, life, <laughs> in school. And it's like, hey, uh, hey, little Johnny, you know... Get get straight A's. You know, get getting that good high school, getting that good college, so you can sit next to a fat, smelly person <laughs> for three hours a day, and you can inhale their body odor and bad breath and their gas, and and, and that that is that's, a, that's top of the mountain, Johnny. Breathe it in. Well, Breathe it all in. One thing I'll say is that, you know, I used to live in New York. I commuted regularly from Brooklyn to the Bronx on the subways. And at least with that, like, I could read or I, I could just sit there and, you know, whatever. I could sometimes listen to music, but this is sort of pre-smartphone era. So I could do work. I could correct papers, you know, whatever. In a car, when you're just sitting there for, like, an hour, an hour and a half... And then you're doing it on the way home. I mean, that's just like, I know sometimes people can like make, you know, calls. Maybe you can do a conference call or something. But, you know, by and large, that's just time down the drain. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is, it, it's a, you, you can't do, I, I actually, I'll, I, sometimes I'll have to drive in for a shoot. And I always pose the same questions like I don't know how people do this on a day to day basis. I just you're, but I'll see people with their with their phones propped up watching Netflix. Oh, I mean it is wow. Yeah, anything to you know pass the time of like like you said, it's like getting out of your car and just just spraying people. <laughs> I mean. It's just the congestion is just so bad. But there are some people that prefer that. Prefer yep. that alone time, even if it's gonna cost them an extra hour. Yeah. I know. But the thing is I don't understand is like, you know, with the technology and whatnot, it seems like more people you hear about telecommuting, yet the traffic seems to get worse. I've never been able to figure that out. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, what do you mean, uh, the telecommuting? Well, like, people can work from home. Yeah. And they don't have to, like, Joe uh, Guarino, I don't think he goes into the office at all, he said. He just, he, he works from home. But it seems that the traffic gets worse. I don't know if there's just more people, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's just... This is more. It's got. This is more people because you. I, I've, I guess. I've gone into the city, you know, on like a holidays, Jewish holidays and stuff, and you can just breeze right through. Yeah. I've, I've gotten door to door in the city for my house in forty, like forty four minutes. Yeah. And that's like unheard of. Yeah. Like you, you just, it just, it's, it's, it's impossible. It's like a, I think it's a thirty eight mile drive. Um, but you know, if there's no one on the roads, you can just you can breeze in. But like literally, what I was what I said before, you're talking about five hour blocks of time where you cannot it's guaranteed traffic. Oh yeah. On these on these parkways. Yeah. 
and it's just um, and it's like I mean I've I've been out to LA I've done shoots in LA and it's like the traffic there is, is insane yeah there are you know, and the freeways are like eight lanes. I know, they're massive. Driving they're out there massive. is a... So if you're all the way over on the left side, you Oh, I know. you got to exit. you got to, like, think about that, like, three miles before you have to exit. No, it's weird. I remember driving on those highways, like that massive one in Los Angeles. Is it the 101 or, I don't know, something like that. And, like, just trying to get on the highway. We were driving from Simi Valley back down to L.A. And there were, like, uh, there were, like, traffic stoplights to get on the highway. Like, they, they're trying to hold traffic back. It was weird. I mean, I almost rear-ended the guy right in front of me. I wasn't expecting that. And, like, I liked driving around L.A. It was kind of, fun, you know, it was an experience. But, like. If I had to do it for work, you know, if I had to do it like day in, day out, oh man, that would be, but no, my point is like, I, well, yeah, originally it was like, you know, it seemed like, like my brother gets a flex day where he can work from home. And it seems like, I mean, I can't do that in education, but it seems that's more and more prevalent, but yet like commutes seem to be getting worse. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh. I mean, I really just—it just goes to show us like how how res resilient the human spirit is. <laughs> They'll keep it, at it. It literally <laughs> is. I guess people just complain about it, like kind of what we're doing is like the only way to like release it. So just like you think about it, it's like your typical work day could be—it's like Groundhog Day. Like you come in. Hey Bob, hey Jim. <laughs> was shitty on the LIE. Yeah. Like always. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, uh. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you come home to the wife. Oh God. <laughs> I know. It was an accident on 495. And, you know, it's the same. It's this. Look, you know, it, where's where's the sanity, man? It's like we're we're human beings. It, this this is it's crazy. It's crazy though. Well, you know what's amazing is like I I leave my I have about a half hour commute to work. It's pretty easy. It's against the traffic. I'm heading south, um, and I'll be on the road regularly by quarter to six because that you know my day starts early. It ends pretty early. I don't know what time these people get up because I could be on the highway traveling 95 south 95 is kind of like our lie like it's the main thoroughfare well it runs all up and down the east coast obviously and i'll be driving south these people are heading north into the city it's quarter to six and it's jammed it's a parking lot and i'm like what time do you get up in the morning these people must get up at 3 a.m i mean i mean you they're there are, if I have to get into the city early, I've got to leave the house before 5 a.m. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. It's just, and then there are like extreme ultra commuters that will come in from like Philly. Oh, I know. Yeah. And like, you know, deep south of, of Jersey. Um, yeah. Anthony um, Scat, he comes in, he, he lives like pretty far south. Uh, like near near, I think Cape May, and he takes uh, he takes a boat. Yeah. Yeah, but I think his commute is like 
a buck forty-five each way. He's oh. almost commuting four hours a day. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's just my uncle lived way out on the island, um, and his he worked. He still works for the Fed, and his commute is four and a half hours. Oh. So he, he does two fifteen, two fifteen. Oh. He, yeah, every he, day. He drives? Days a week, and he's going 30 years strong. Does he drive? No, he takes the, he takes the train. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, again, like, I, I've, you know, been on the LIR and all that, and it's nice. I mean, he used to go out to Long Beach quite a bit, and it's pleasant, but if you have to do it every day for work, do people have to stand on the LIR, or does everybody get a seat? Uh, usually everyone gets a seat. Yeah. But, Usually, but if it's if it's a packed train, then yeah, you, you'd have to stand. Well, and I've heard the horrors of transferring at Jamaica. Yeah, any kind of transfer is just you you want to kind of avoid it like the plague. Yeah, but I've heard um, sometimes you have to. Like, there's not. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you have to. I mean, I've been on trains that have like basically like shit the bed and stalled out. You got you got to transfer. It's just it's 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 not fun, man. It's oh, I. Not, I just remembered this story. This was in the Daily News. This has got to be going on 20 years ago. Cell phones had just kind of, you know, people were getting them. So maybe it was a slightly more recently, maybe 15 years ago. Um, guys on the LIR drops his, he's in the bathroom. He drops his phone in the toilet. Yeah. Right? Now, for me, the phone's gone. Okay? It's a public toilet. It's on a train. It's gone. This guy goes in after it, sticks his hand down there, doesn't realize that the suction of it, like it doesn't operate like a regular toilet. He gets his arm caught in the toilet. <laughs> right? So this held up train traffic for like six hours because the fire department had to come and dismantle the entire outside of the train and then the toilet to get this guy's arm out of it. <laughs> that is awesome. That is, Could you I, imagine? I, I, a, Harold, where have you been? Um, I was with a prostitute and I was smoking crack. <laughs> like, I would say anything than I got my hand caught in a toilet. I mean, <laughs> you know. Well, I was, I robbed a bank. Yeah. And, and uh. I took heroin. I nodded out on some <laughs> stoop somewhere. I don't know. You know, just yeah. Hey, guess what, honey? Funny story. <laughs> I uh, when I when we first moved out to Long Island, one of the like this is probably about five years ago. I get on uh, get on the train. I'm, I'm like a newbie, right? And I'm like, this is great. I get get on the train, get my work done, open my laptop. I was like, who said this commute was so bad? We pull it, I pull it, get on my station, pull into the next station. It's a double decker. Up, up the uh, stairs walks a uh, 370 pound woman <laughs> who then proceeds to sit next to me. Yeah. Because um, I'm a fairly skinny guy, you know, skinny. Yeah. So she figures she's got the most. Anyway, this sure. is August. So she's like, you know, clearly needed two seats. She's flowing into my seat. I'm like, it just, I'm literally pressed up against the window with my <laughs> laptop. And I'm like, this is, the, I'm like, this is terrible. This is crap. So we pull into Jamaica 
and she gets off and I literally breathe a sigh of relief. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. I'm like stretching out. Yeah. Up walks the stairs and I'm, I kid you not, a 450 pound man <laughs> that made this woman look like, you know, a featherweight. He sits down next to me. Yeah. And this was, this was my welcome to the Long Island Railroad. Yeah. Yeah. All the way to Penn. And I'm sure he was nice and moist. When he got he on, <laughs> he'd been, been cooking for a bit. It was, it was like it was like I was sitting next to a big wet pillow. Well, the New York City subways, the stations in July and August are hell on earth. I mean, yes, there, there's an there's an aroma. Oh, bottle it. oh my <laughs> god! It is just it is nearly. I I was just down there. Uh, we all had. You know, we did a podcast, and then Tony, Tom, and Joe and I went out and had dinner. Then Tony and I were getting on the second, uh, the, the, what is it, the number two train, and we're standing waiting. It was literally unbearable. It must have been 120 degrees down there. And, I mean, it, it's just the, the urine smell and whatever else. Oh, my God. It was, it's just, like, I re- again, I give people credit for not, shoving each other onto the tracks more like you'd think that would happen every day like a dozen times it's actually surprising you know how civil civilized it yeah. is when yeah it, when it re- you're right it could spiral into into a hell into a riot a full-scale riot could should yeah. break out it really it should, it should. i also it noticed really should. i should. i I'd been hearing about this online, about the, the subways getting worse. Now, I hadn't been to New York in probably three years. They are worse. They are so packed. And, like, the trains don't run on time. And I, I took the train constantly for almost 20 years. So, you know, I was, I'm a pretty seasoned rider. Every day I'd take the D train from Brooklyn to the Bronx. It was about an hour. You know, no big deal. It'd get a little crowded. But I always had a seat because I... You know, when we went through Manhattan, it would get crowded. Then everyone would get off at 59th Street because then it was on to Harlem and the Bronx. Yeah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> and like, oh, Jesus, I gotta get off. <laughs> and I, I'd still be sitting there hanging tough. But Could everybody be like pointing you? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'll have to say this. I never had a problem. Well, maybe three times. Now, again, this is in a many years of commuting, at least... Like I say, at least 20. I had maybe three instances up in the Bronx. And where I taught, the Tremont area was rough. I mean, that's... That's that's a special area. Yeah. And I only had one instance where I was like, ooh, you know, it almost got dicey. So, you know, people have this image of the subway as being, you know, especially if they're from out of town, if they're from, you know, somewhere else. But it's gotten worse like the crowds, the heat, the the trains not running on time. I mean, it was ridiculous, and I don't like even uh, a, like a, a holiday morning. It was just packed. I was yeah, like, you know, it's it's really it's not uncommon now, you know, to live in Manhattan and commute to work, and you know, your commute could be forty five minutes an hour. You could walk. I mean, you could literally yeah, walk. It's literally, it's, 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 it's easier to walk. But now, I guess with the city bike program, 
you know, people do take, do, people do compute, uh, commute with the city bike, but you know, it's, it's as a biker out, I used to bike in Manhattan. You, you're the lowest, you know, form of, uh, being, you're, you're going to, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit by a car. I've been hit by a car. I've been hit by a bus. I hit a person. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. I used to bike quite a bit, but not, not commuting. Plus, not everybody can do that. I mean, if you're in a suit and, you know, it's hard to show up to work. Although Nick Norton had funny stories about that because um, he used to work in Boulder, you know, which is a very big fitness. You know, everybody's doing Ironmans and all that. And they finally, I guess, had to say something to people who would show up in their Lycra spandex outfit because <laughs> they would bike to work in it. And, you know, it's like... Okay. Your, your junk is yeah. Out. Yeah. Seriously, he said it was like, guys. Okay, it's the race isn't today. Like, you don't need to be so aerodynamic. You know, like, we don't need to see every crevasse and you know, like. So I think they had to say something about like, okay, you know, like let's have semi-appropriate work attire on. But but this has been going back, like you know, to Robert Moses and like building all those highways out to Long Island. And like every time they build a new highway, it just gets worse. Like they had the big dig in Boston. It went on for 10 years. It cost umpteen millions, I think into the billions of dollars. And the traffic is even worse. Like there's no solution to it. Money well spent. <laughs> so, uh, so you had me read this article about etiquette on the Long Island Railroad specifically, and th this kind of uh, applies, I think, to any sort of commuter train. Um, if you're alone, don't take the middle seat. I don't know. I, you know, I think I take the middle seat. I don't really care. I mean, I figure if, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll move, you know, if, if people, uh, th this, this one was funny. Uh, choose your food wisely. We understand this is not the subway. You're likely spending up to two hours in transit and you're hungry, but that's no excuse to treating yourself to a bacon top cheeseburger. There's plenty of odor free foods. You know, I mean, as long as somebody doesn't have like Kentucky Fried Chicken or Roy Rogers or McDonald's, like that yeah, stuff's I mean, rank. I would say that most people don't adhere to that. They, they pretty much eat whatever they want. Yeah. You know, in, uh, it reminded me, in London, on public transportation, I think it's banned, or at least it's very socially unacceptable to eat anything on the tube. Yeah, like, uh, even like a bag of chips, a friend of mine was telling me she lived there, and it was like, if you open up a bag of anything, people look at you askance. And then it reminded me, in D.C., food is illegal on the metro, and in one instance of overzealous prosecution, there was a picture in the paper of a, like a 10-year-old girl handcuffed to the pole because she was eating French fries. <laughs> this transit officer actually arrested a girl for eating French fries on the Metro. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think they kind of figured out, like, I mean, how stupid do you have to be to do something like that to handcuff an 8-year-old? I mean, yeah. seriously, like, you know, come on, have a little bit of sense. Um, 
Seats do not come with outlets, blah, blah, blah. Keep your phone conversations brief into the point. Do you remember that phase when people were using those Nextel things where not only could you hear the idiot on the car, you could hear the other person? Yep. And it would make that bleep set. Oh, my God. That was just like... I, I, it's so obnoxious, you know? Yeah, in general, you get, you get a phone call, you know, within the first 10 seconds, you, you, let, the, you let the person on the other end know that, hey, I'm on, I'm on the train. Yeah. You know, let, let's, you gotta, basically, let's keep it short. What do you need? Do not join a conference call on the Long Island Railroad. <laughs> I mean, you, you're just, you know, people will, will literally jump on you. I, I mean, it's, you know, the, the last thing we want to hear is, is your crap all the way home. Yeah, no, it's it's obnoxious. You know what it reminds me of? I was at the DMV uh, getting my license renewed or something. So I'm in that long line that's always there. There's this woman in front of me. She's on her phone. And it just kind of goes to show how people's, I don't know, sense of like boundaries or where to to do certain like time and place she's on the phone to someone saying well we're just gonna have to make the decision whether or not we take them off life support i mean you know i don't know i mean it's gonna have to be someone's decision they're, they're talking about like a relative who's dying <laughs> and she she's just having this conversation well you know i don't know we're gonna like yeah I'm, like everything's at the same level like getting my license renewed Taking Grandpa Joe off life support. I gotta go Jeez. pick up dinner. Like, there's no no sense of like, maybe I should go home and sit down, and and we need to have this conversation. Right, right. You know, no, I have time right now, so I'll just you know discuss it. Um, it says what uh, drinking is legal, but take it easy. Uh, if you want a cold beer, I guess you can. I I know there are people who there are stands that just sell beers to commuters. Oh, oh yeah, alcohol is a um, <laughs> has a has a firm place in the community. Okay, now space along the railroad. Drinking is legal, but take it easy. I'm wondering about on the way into work, because you know that's going on too. Um, yeah, that you know, that, I would say that's unusual for someone to be. Drinking on the way into work. Well, I don't mean they'd be popping open a, a cold 16 ounce, but I mean, there's probably people who are having a bracer on the way in. I'm well, sure there's a percentage. Know, it could be like, you know, the Irish coffee. Right, you know, there, right. There could, there could be instances like that where people don't know, but sure. I, it, I don't think I've ever seen anyone pop a cold beer at 8 in the morning. No, no. That that would be socially unacceptable. Yeah. Uh should only uh, on the way home. Oh yeah, the way home. Sure, yeah. It, 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 all bets are off. I mean, you you're you're almost obligated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're trying to dull the commute, you know, <laughs> and forget about your work day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forget. yeah, exactly. Forget about your work day. Uh, the only person who should be able to hear your music is you. You see, my problem with this is twice this thing references billy joel who i absolutely despise and i don't know i guess he's from long island or he lives on long island so that's why they put it in there uh do your yeah, I, th I think they're just 
putting that in there, uh, just the obligatory, you know, Billy Joel reference for Long, the, you know, Long Island. Well, I'm just putting it out there that I despise Billy I Joel. Know, so, I, yeah. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Do your personal grooming at home. Uh, uh, And it says, do not even think about clipping your nails. This is a big, I have heard reference to this more than once. I mean, I have my own story. It's not even my story. It's my friend, uh, my other friend, John, about the guy clipping his toenails into the sink at work. But this is really like, you know, some people are like, yeah, I keep a nail clipper in my desk. And other people are like really disgusted by that. And I, I fall into that category of like, I'm not clipping my nails at my job like i just i don't do that yeah i don't certainly not on the long island railroad yeah, should you be clipping grooming, oh. that's not really for public consumption that's disgusting like come on man just like you know clip like do it it like that is not something and again, i know we've we've debated this and other people have had takes on it like brushing your teeth, you know, if you eat lunch, I mean, there's there's no doing it at home. You just, you know, if you have a, like a tuna fish sandwich for the, the sake of your coworkers as well, I would argue you might want to brush your teeth. Um, but clipping nails. I mean, when is that ever an emergency? Like you just yeah, it's not like, you know, they didn't you, grow you, in the last 15 minutes. Yeah, it's not like your, your nails have grown to such an ungodly length. I know. But you need to clip them right, you know. It's like, uh-oh, we got, i got to clip these right away. I know, I know. Uh, person sitting next to you is not your friend. I think this goes to the guy you were talking about, Bob, yes. who chats yeah. with everyone. Uh, if you put your feet on the seat, yeah, you shouldn't do that. I mean, walking around anywhere, you're putting your nasty grime. Quiet car. I didn't know quiet cars were actually a thing. Yeah, I know they exist. I mean, I know they did on Amtrak, and that's caused more than one dispute when I've been on one. Um, I did not realize how expensive the Long Island Railroad is. They're talking three to four hundred dollars a month. Oh yeah, yeah. My uh, my monthly ticket uh, is I think three eighty five, three three ninety. So four hundred a month, and that's that's almost what what's. That you're talking upwards of thirty-five, four grand, thirty-five hundred, four thousand a year on commuting. Yeah, that that is like prohibitively expensive. Yeah, you know, it, it's expensive. Well, I was thinking about the dichotomy of it because it's like, you know, some people make a choice to stay in Manhattan, like Tony. You know, they're they have the the apartment in Tribeca, and it looks like they're they're staying there. So that cuts down on a lot of things, like his the public school for his kids is right around the corner. I guess his commute's not bad. Uh, I don't know about um, his wife, but, um, you know, but that, I mean, obviously living in Manhattan is astronomically expensive and you really have to have a job where you can afford it. But, I mean, if you're trying to live on Long Island and you're trying to live less expensively, you then have to factor in the expense of commuting. Yeah, you, you do. But it's, it's, even with that cost, it's cheaper to live in the suburbs than Manhattan. Oh, I'm Manhattan sure it is. It's egregiously expensive. 
But if you're, you know, say you're a single mother and you're working a job that, you know, doesn't require a college education, I mean, four grand a year, that's like, I mean. Well, that's, it's the further you go out, you know. Yeah. Like, you would, she, you know, in that instance, she would probably choose to live in, like, Queens, something where the subways, you know, she could still take a subway. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. No, no. And a lot of people don't. You know, I think when they're, like, um, trying to factor living expenses, like, there's just, and not just commuting, but, like, um, you know, when someone buys a house, like, there's all kinds of, like, you, you got to get a, a, you know, maybe some form of a snowblower. Or you got to get, you know, there's just oh, all kinds. There are many costs yeah and that's yeah. that's if things are going well i mean that's that's if everything's good uh and then you need a new roof and you're talking like ten thousand dollars or something oh yeah it's, oh it's, it's, brutal. it's brutal um just some other quick ones here yeah the yeah, price we, we, we should probably wrap this one up yeah um so commuting those of you uh maybe you've downloaded this onto your phone and you're listening to it while you're sitting in the car or you're on the uh Long Island Express, Long Island Railroad, or the LIE, or any other form of commuting hell. Uh, Godspeed and best wishes. We, we tip our hats. We tip <laughs> our collective hats to you. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and you know, we, we both speak from, from experiencing that hell, and I will oh, yeah. continue to experience it. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thanks, guys.